You have fought back the Dominion, looted strongholds, and even braved the Shaper Storm. But now you're safe behind the city walls. Freelancer, welcome home. This is The Anthem Show. Welcome home, freelancers. This is The Anthem Show. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is TX Flavor Man. Oh, what's up? I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Little we've, we've combined <laughs> to become more powerful. Right. Last week, you guys were like, Andy was like, hey, Whoa. why do you always mention Flav first? Yeah. yeah. But Flav's, Flav's like, uh, he's like the guest host, yeah. right? I, I feel like I need to be uh, like more welcoming. Uh-huh. So so that's that's the only compromise I could come up with. TX Flavor Man. Just introduce both of you at the exact same time. Okay. <laughs> little sammy twin <laughs> mashup just like we'll hope we'll have flav's body and just both of our heads kind of mounted <laughs> on top of it that'll work that'll work <laughs> kind of like voldemort yeah. well this is the anthem show and the whole purpose is to get us ready for the launch of anthem on february 22nd so boys let's jump right in to this week's news all right you ready, Manny? There's a lot of news this week. I don't know. Let's do it, Andy. I don't know if you guys knew this, but there was a bit of a, a rough start for the Anthem demo. <laughs> but um, what? Monday, yeah, Monday's post from from uh, Bioware Andy A uh, was uh, it was an eventful VIP demo weekend for Bioware, as I shared on Saturday. It started rocky. I feel like that's a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> but we stabilized that afternoon and maintained it until we turned servers off Sunday evening. We learned a ton about our game, our service, and you, our community. We're looking hard to ensure everyone can enjoy the game exactly as we've designed it. Wow. Yeah. So. Hey, so, yeah, first of all, you're you're totally right, dude. Just calling it a rocky start, definitely an understatement. Yes. There was about the first 10 hours, almost nobody could actually play the game. Well, in right? I, Load screens like crazy. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like it's like closer to like 12 hours, man. I mean, it was a long yeah. time before people, I mean, it was a week when we recorded a gaming adventure club, man. I had just gotten into the game when we started recording yeah. and that oh, was that's right. nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So, Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. If yeah, Flav, every every did. day of the demo was different. I know there's people who actually never got a chance to play. Mm-hmm. So that that sucks. What what was your so Andy? You got to you finally got on in on Friday. Friday night. What was uh what was like Saturday and Sunday like? Man, the the rest of the weekend f- w- was f- fairly uneventful. I mean, I think there were a few times, actually, probably every time that I tried to. Uh, get into anthem it, there was some issue right most of the time it was that infinite load screen i would close the game out reload yeah. it and that would fix the issue i there were a few times where i just could not get into the game but you know with yeah. the way my schedule is you know i it i didn't you know i couldn't pour myself into the the game uh, i think like i would normally do so um mm-hmm. so i mean I, I just took the opportunity to shut the game off and then you know, do other stuff that I needed to handle. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was it was okay. What about you, Flav? How what was your 
day-to-day experience with the demo? Uh, Friday, couldn't get in, so I played Battlefield. Uh, Saturday, I was able to get in, uh, but I got the 95% loading screens. And, you know, the, the trick to that was to restart your game, and then hopefully it would ask you, hey, you know, you had an instance going, do you want to rejoin? And then it would fix. Uh, it never would give me that message. So Saturday was also a bust. Uh, Sunday started working, and so uh, I just was like, okay, I've got to devote myself. I've got to play at least three out of the four javelins. And then I encountered a bug to where um, I would hit level 12, and, you know, that's where you unlock your next javelin. And I would go to Fort Tarsus to get my javelin, and I would be level 11 again. (laughs) (laughs) That is so weird. So uh, I hit level 12 three times. Uh, The third, third time actually stuck, and I was able to unlock Storm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that but totally uh, sucks. I, there was a lot of fun sprinkled, you know, throughout all of those problems. But uh, it was hard earned fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Friday, similar to Andy's, I couldn't. I, I mean, I was working, so I couldn't even try. Right. Until I got home. I usually don't jump on to like 9 p.m. or so after my boys are sleeping. But I, I jumped in around 730 and I got in right away. So I thought like, great. This is a good sign. And then uh, we, we record the podcast, the the Monday show. And then after we try to get in, we get in. But man, I was just constant rubber banding. Like I could not control my character for, for almost the entire night. Mm-hmm. Like I would have like several minutes where I could do stuff. And then like, you know, I'd be frozen and then enemies, enemies would kill me. Then I'd get revived and I'd just die again because I can't control my character. All of Friday was just bad for me. And then uh, Saturday, I jumped on on Saturday night, and I was able to work through the the uh, the last story mission. Uh, same kind of issues, a lot of rubber banding. And then I get to the uh, the cut scene of the final mission, and it just freezes on me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, this sucks. So then I I log out, log back in, and then I walk to the section. I'm not going to give any details in case you haven't been able to to uh, to play it. Same exact thing. I get frozen again. Yeah. So the only option that I have is just to uh, hold the button down to skip. So I, yeah. yeah, so I end up having to skip it, and so I never, I never got a conclusion right. for that for that little bit of story right. they gave us. So, so that that felt really bad, and um, so you know, and and the the same thing happened to me, like where I hit level twelve, and then it even showed like the thing where I could go back and unlock a javelin, and I go back, and I was a level eleven. Huh. Like I, I didn't hit level 12. I was like, what is going on? So, you know, it was, it was, I went into free play to try to get some XP. But at that time that was, um, that actually was, became Sunday and Sunday I was only able to jump in for a small amount of time. And I usually can't play any games at all until the night, but I I jumped in for a little bit and I went into free play and the frame rate was just so bad. Like it was the first time where I started feeling like nauseous. Oh no. There's just that motion sickness. Yeah. Uh, and that happens. Like I'm really sensitive to like inconsistent frame rates mm-hmm. that like does something to my equilibrium to where like, you know, it's telling me something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, something was definitely wrong and I started feeling sick and I was like, this is just bad. So my entire VIP demo experience was awful. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds like a, a you know that was a common experience for a lot of people. I I feel like 
I'm probably um, one of the lucky ones, considering how bad the the weekend was. I did get yeah. consistency. I didn't get the leveling issues. I did get that that um, you know final cutscene freeze, but it allowed mm-hmm. me to skip it right away. So overall, I mean, for what it was, I feel like it was a good demo for me because I got to play uh, two of the javelins at least. I know they unlocked all of them eventually. Um, just at a, as a little, I, I don't know. Token we're of sorry. Appreciation. Yeah. Right. yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> but uh, I only got to play the two, which I was fine with. Yeah. You know, the game doesn't release till February, and I probably won't be able to you know, commit a lot of time to it at the very beginning, at least. So, so, you know, I'm happy with what I got to play. I, you know, I'm pretty hopeful for, you know, for the potential that the game has. So good. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad for everybody. Yeah. It was actually a ton of fun. Once you got into a mission, uh, I had mm-hmm. a couple drop frames, but generally speaking, once I was in a mission, it worked perfectly and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, what else does Bioware have to say to us, Andy. Let's see. So they uh, apparently list a bunch of fixes coming to uh, to the launched game, uh, and then we have uh, overall. We uh, this is continuing their quote. Quote. Overall, we remain humbled by the response from players and appreciate the support from the community. One of my favorite experiences from the weekend was checking out all your fantastic screenshots, video clips, streams, and other amazing content. And that's in addition to all your f- direct feedback. Thank you. It's incredible to think we had nearly 9 million hours of play. Is that correct, Manny? Yes. Across the two and a half days, the demo was open. In that same time, over 1 million strongholds were completed. Go freelancers. And nearly 2 million grabbits were slaughtered. Seriously, what's wrong with people? (laughs) They're innocent grabbits. I'm looking forward to the open demo weekend starting this Friday and having more players join us. We hope to see everyone from the VIP demo return. See you in the game. Uh, Stick around for Sunday afternoon. You'll see a glimpse of some of the cool things we'll be doing in the future. Nice. But yeah, dude, that's that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. I think I am happy that they learned a lot from their experience, and they were constantly working, fixing things, and it looked like by Sunday, things were working much better. Mm -hmm. So that that does make me hopeful that the release game is going to be playable on the release date. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And as far as, as far as numbers go, I was curious about how many people actually got to participate and this was the closed, it, this was not the open. So, you know, kind of anticipating the open beta have, is going to have more than 9 million hours played, mm-hmm. but um, a couple of statistics to compare that to, this isn't exactly one for one. Because we just don't have the the correct information. But when Destiny was in beta, they had 4.6 million people playing the beta. That was quite a bit. And then uh, the Division 2, they had 6 million people playing the original beta. Mm -hmm. But nobody was listing the hours played. Mm Kind of like what they, you know, their anthem's not saying how many people participated. Mm -hmm. But they are saying hours played. The only thing that I could find was similar was that Monster Hunter World beta had 10 million hours played. Nice. So it, it it seems to be grabbing the attention of gamers as a whole, mm-hmm. and and I can see how with those numbers, um, it was it was uh, a pretty big success for them as far as numbers go. Now, from a technical standpoint, 
I, I you cannot you can't call that a win. You can't call that a, a success. It was oh, yeah. it was definitely as a quote unquote demo. It was a failure. Yeah. Right. Because you're you're sh- you're demoing. You're showing this is the game. Right. It was it was uh, that is not what you want to show. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can show all these big numbers, but uh, retention is is what we need to know to see if this was a success or not. That's that's like right. the guy standing outside, you know, uh, handing out little pieces of chicken on a toothpick. <laughs> you know, you can you can say I handed out two hundred pieces of chicken on a toothpick, but if only three people came in and bought chicken, and that's not a chicken. good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's true. very true. So yeah, dude. Now I want some chicken. <laughs> yeah, right. What's, what's your problem against chicken, man? No, what I what I will what I will say is um, just to um, to look on the bright side a little bit. I think the good thing is it identified some glaring issues uh, in their server capacity or whatever that ended up being, right? Glitch, whatever was keeping people from getting into the game. Uh, so that hopefully this next weekend is an opportunity for them to build on that. And then, you know, furthermore, whatever lessons they need to learn from that uh, demo, take that into the launch of the game. So hopefully the actual launch will be a lot smoother for, yeah. for everyone. I think next week is going to really tell us the real story, mm-hmm. right? How, how successful is the public demo going to be? Yeah. And then we'll know. We'll know for sure. Right. So let's jump into the main topic. We are covering the remaining two javelins. Last week, we talked about both the Colossus and the Storm. So this week, we're talking about the Ranger and the Interceptor. And the Ranger is absolutely fun. It was it was the only javelin I got to play. <laughs> I, I, uh-huh. I was going to say, Manny, you know, last week was a theoretical conversation that we were having. This week, yeah. this week we actually have some experience. So yes, so the, so the bits where I did get to play, I played Ranger only, and it was really good. I had a good time, and I, you know, it was enough game there where I thought this, there's something here. I am I am so happy. Mm-hmm that I am playing this thing and that uh, releases so soon, you know, kind of looking past all of those, uh, those bugs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, a quick note here before we jump into the Ranger is uh, last week, we talked about like a kinetic and blast damage Mm -hmm. as being uh, damage types that don't leave behind any status effects. It looks like in game, it is no longer called kinetic. It's now called impact. Mm, Okay. So I didn't even notice just a quick note. Yeah, there, there was actually, um, so a shout out to Fire Dragon 4 Reddit user. He created this awesome Anthem ability uh, damage type chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he updated everything based on the the uh, the demo, like it, what everything's called, whether it's uh, a detonator or a primer. So all the information is is kind of brought up to date, which is which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so back to the Ranger. The Ranger will teach you how to be good at everything. Oh, yeah. The Ranger is the very definition of versatility. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, tell me, what is the Ranger? Well, uh, from the game, uh, we have uh, the Ranger. Commonly used by frontline fighters, this reliable javelin has well-rounded offensive and defensive capabilities due to an even balance of armor and speed. The Ranger's pr- uh, propulsion pack 
can launch quick airstrikes on unsuspecting foes, as well as navigate challenging terrain during exploration. And then from the site, uh, with its focus on precision damage and versatility, the Ranger Javelin can suit any number of skill levels. Novice pilots will ap- uh, appreciate the wide array of weapons and abilities they can use to sharpen their skills, while experts will gravitate toward the Ranger's emphasis on excellent marksmanship and skill mastery. So whether you're the newest freelancer in your group or the most veteran, the Ranger is the gold standard for combat efficiency. This sounds a lot like um, Excalibur, Flav. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. From yeah. from Warframe. I thought we were just Warframe. talking about the sword. I'm like, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> I'm not that familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a good all-around javelin. Yeah, and it's been said a lot that the Ranger is like the default javelin, mm-hmm. so it's probably not going to be all that great, but no. no. Full of versatility, yeah. can do everything pretty well. Mm-hmm. I felt, yeah. um, I thought the Rangers were really great. So, so, you know, the, the Rangers large focus is on single target. He does have some AOE attacks, but your main job is to take out single enemies and you can do so pretty effectively. And we're going to jump into the abilities here in a minute. One thing that's great about the Ranger is that he has access to all the elements. Mm-hmm. So whether it's fire, acid, electricity, ice, mm-hmm. He can do it all. Right. So let's jump into the melee ability. So the Ranger's melee ability is Shock Mace. It is a primer. It does electricity. When the Ranger Javelin chooses to mix it up at close range, it deploys an electrified mace to send medically inadvisable Hmm. amounts of electricity through its enemy. Mm -hmm. I really liked the the Ranger's uh, Shock Mace ability. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of lunged you forward right. whenever you were using it. Yeah. And it seemed to do pretty good damage. And it is the only melee that is also a primer. Right. Which is pretty awesome. All the other uh, melee abilities from the other javelins, they're all detonators. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's kind of interesting. I do like that you're encouraged to kind of get in there before you start trying to detonate. So that's... That's kind of interesting. It is kind of like a, a soldier play style where you kind of get up and close and personal. So I do like that. Yeah, that that uh, melee ability was my primary uh, means of um, trying to proc uh, those combos. So I'd uh, smack them and then hit them with one of the... Um, I can't remember if it was a grenade or the uh, the rocket, but yeah, uh, it was pretty nice, man. You're right. Very, uh, very useful. I, I found myself using that melee ability a lot. So you get to choose two different gear slots here, your grenade gear and your salt launcher gear. Mm-hmm. You've got a few to pick from here. So the first thing, we're going to go over the grenades first. Frag grenade. It's a detonator dealing blast damage, deals impressive damage in a large area of effect. Mm-hmm. So it's just a standard frag grenade. Uh, the next is Inferno Grenade. It ignites an area dealing damage and setting enemies ablaze. I'm pretty sure this is the one that I had. Uh, it had like that firewall uh, effect. I don't know if you guys had. It kind of leaves a, like a burning right. ground effect, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a useful one too. I really like that grenade. Next, and I think this one is, is going to be extremely useful. It is the uh, the Frost Grenade. It's a primer, does frost damage, damages and freezes enemies in place so this is the only frost ability that the ranger has but i think this is going to be super effective Mm -hmm. because 
out of all of the different elements, um, offering the most utility is going to be uh, any anything that does frost damage. Right. So with those lower lower tier mobs, it just freezes them in place, mm-hmm. and and just you know it stops all their damage, which is which is pretty awesome. Right. Next up is Seeker Grenades does blast damage, splitting into smaller sub munitions, which seek out the nearest enemy. So it's a single target grenade, which I thought it was interesting because when I first thought about Seeker Grenades, I thought they would just kind of break off into go to anyone, but it but it says that it goes to the nearest enemy. So that's interesting, kind of running along the the theme of what the range is about, uh, taking out a single target quickly. Mm-hmm. And lastly is a Sticky Grenade. The detonator does blast damage, attaches to a single target for a contained high damage blast. This one sounds really interesting here. I don't believe I got my hands on any of these aside from the Inferno grenade. I used the sticky grenade quite a bit and it was really good whenever you had like a full coordinated group. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime that I was kind of like in free play by myself, I wanted one of these AOE grenades, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the sticky grenade did a ton of damage okay. it was it was awesome and it's a detonator so pairs very well with that melee punch him in the face and then punch him in the face with a grenade <laughs> <There you go. laughs> perfect all right so we are going to roll on through here to the assault launcher gear the first item is the seeking missile mm-hmm. it's a detonator does impact damage it fires a projectile that seeks out a target for a small area of effect explosion So the next is the Pulse Blast does impact damage. It's a detonator. It unleashes a blast of pure energy hitting a single target with incredible force. And, you know, because of the the amount of time I had to play Mm -hmm. and when it actually worked for me, I missed out on so much. I mean, my original plan was to focus entirely on Ranger one day and then Interceptor on the next Mm -hmm. um, so I could have experience with all of these abilities. But... A lot of these, like, um, did you guys get your hand on on uh, the Pulse Blast? No, I only got the Seeking Missile. I got the Seeking gotcha. Missile. I want to say I had a Spark Beam as well, but I didn't use it because it's that's that happened to be the time that I uh, unlocked the Interceptor, so I switched it. So- <laughs> Interceptor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, so yeah, next up is Pulse Beam. Fires a sustained beam of energy for continuous damage. And I actually did get to unlock the the spark beam and it mm. was really cool. I liked it quite a bit because it was basically like just a laser pointer. It felt really sticky actually. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's like an extra ton of, of aim assist attached mm. to it, but I liked it. It felt like a really good ability and it was a lot more effective than I thought it would be. So I ended up using that more than I was uh, firing my weapon mm. when it was off cooldown. So I think Spark Beam was pretty cool. It's not a, a detonator, and it is not a primer. Mm, okay. So as far as using it in a build that focuses around um, around that, then then I don't know how useful it will be, but it does fire damage. So right. if you have a build that is around fire damage, then I think it'll be pretty useful. Right. Who knows? You might find some a legendary assault launcher gear Spark Beam that does something extra, some kind of extra perk. So right. Uh, next, we have Venom Dart. It's a primer, does acid damage. It lasts a volley of darts that seeks out a target for acid damage. You know, Alex actually had these because he was he was further along in the game than, than I was at various points. Mm-hmm. But uh, he did mention that uh, if I unlock the Venom Darts that I should use them because they were a ton of fun. Uh, the, those two, I actually did get my hands on some. 
that just happened to coincide with uh, unlocking the interceptor. So I did not get yeah. to use it. So. <laughs> so let's move on to the support gear. Every javelin has uh, support gear. Mm-hmm. The ranger has these two that he can choose from. Number one is the bulwark point. Deploys a spherical field which deflects incoming enemy projectiles. At first, when I was using this in-game, I didn't realize it would only block projectiles. So there was a lot of times if there was like some kind of debuff, like fire on the ground and stuff, I was getting burned. Mm-hmm. So so I, I didn't realize its limitations, mm-hmm. but I think it is still useful despite that because if you're going to need to rescue a teammate or pull off a revive somewhere, you could still throw down the bulwark point to give you that added protection for a while. So I think if you use that for um, for support, I think you're going to get some some pretty good success. I was, I dude, I was running around using it like a Titan bubble. It's actually a res bubble, is what I used it as, and it was very very yeah. useful for that purpose. A couple of times too, awesome. when we got into some pretty sticky situations, you know, as a, as a panic bubble, um, but I felt mm-hmm. like the casting of it, the the animation. Um, took just a tiny bit too long. And so if I waited, if I waited too long, I ended up dying. So I I think that the timing of, if you're going to use it that way, you know, your, your sense of timing has to lean more towards like, you know, I'm starting to take too much damage. I should throw this bubble down, (laughs) you know? I felt the same way about the supers because, you know, you become invulnerable with your ultimate. Mm-hmm. And, and so a lot of times I would use that as a, oh, I'm about to die, hit my hit my ultimate. And uh turns out you're still vulnerable during the animation. Mm-hmm. And uh so I paid the price quite a few times mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the timing, we still have to figure that out. It's an interesting design choice, I think, as far as having the animations, because it seemed like that was just a part of the design of the game. Mm-hmm. Some of the animations just took long. Yeah. I have an understanding of that mostly from, uh, or most recently from playing Monster, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, dude. Hey, I feel like they use it so well in that game though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it was definitely, it's a part of your experience right. where you have to time your animations exactly. with your attacks yeah. and you have to have some forethought because you know, I'm about to try to do this attack. If devil Joe just happens to, to hit me with his tail at yeah. that point, you know, you have to, you have to time yes. it. You have to make sure that there, you're going to be able to pull it mm. off before you attempt something. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just trying to build some of that strategy into the game, which is fine for me. Or if it just, you know, if it's just a little too slow, it needs to be kind of looked at. Right. Um, I don't know either way, you know, I kind of take it for what it is and, and try to learn to play around those, those animations. Yeah. True. The last uh, support gear piece is a uh, muster point creates a field, which increases weapon damage for teammates who enter its radius. Ooh, a rift. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do love these uh, team wide buffs mm-hmm. that help your team do an extra bit of damage for, for those times where it's important. Now, Manny, it says weapon damage. So are the grenades and the, um, the launcher gear or, you know, the launcher mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Is yeah. that considered? I think weapon? those are excluded. See. Because there are perks in the game mm-hmm. that specifically affect gear damage. So that's okay. going to be considered gear damage. Okay. And this is considered uh, a buff to weapon damage. Now, I would be concerned if I didn't know of the existence of that particular sniper. I can't remember its name. 
but I got a sniper towards the end. Oh yeah, and it was doing insane damage. And uh, Dado was talking about that. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. I heard Dado talking about yeah. it as well, and he said with muster point, yes. it was doing like fourteen thousand damage yes. or something yeah, crazy something per insane. hit on that spider boss. Right. Well, I saw a video of a guy doing forty one thousand with that sniper. Yeah, what? Yeah. Well, the ridiculous. Well, I was about to say, you know, that muster point would, you know, would be cool if the weapons were actually useful in this game, with the exception (laughs) of that sniper, of course. (laughs) Because it just seemed like the weapons were not strong enough, you know? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like the weapons were uh, somewhat lackluster, Mm -hmm. although I did enjoy the feel of some of them. There was like the... um, I want to say hand yes, cannon. Yes, yeah, you were pistol. having fun with that gun, man. Yeah, you were. There was a pistol that that shot like a like a, a few rapid bullets at a time, mm-hmm. and it, it was it felt very good. I felt like I was pretty deadly with it. Right. So I think there are some some promising weapons here, but you know, keep in mind we're yes. level ten to fifteen. Right. Green weapons, probably yeah, six, green six, six week old balance. And lastly is the ultimate ability, multi-target missile battery. It is a detonator doing blast damage, dealing precise damage across a wide swath of the battlefield. The Ranger's multi-target missile battery allows it to target many fast-moving enemies with guided projectiles. Very fun. This felt awesome. Very fun, Super. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Lurson, Alex, and myself did a stronghold, the spider one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was f- funny because with the three of us, we, you could, you could see, well, we, we were starting to, uh, find cohesion, right. And figure the game out. And we were, you know, we were, you know, trying to set up our, our combos, you know, and, and so Larson, you know, was, I would say quarterbacking the whole thing. And he's like, okay. Do you have your super yet? Him and I were, were <laughs> rangers, you know, and he'd be like, I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm going to prime him and then use your super on him. But the thing is, is that the, the primer doesn't always take, right? It's, yes. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then that stupid spider would move, you know, it would like just move <laughs> right out of the way. And so I locked on her and then she'd just kind of take a few steps. It wasn't like it was a very fast moving um, boss, but she just yeah. would just shuffle out of the way. And so a few times wow. I missed. But when you get those combos, so satisfying, man, especially in, in boss fights, you know? Man, I'm I'm really I'm very excited for uh for February twenty second. I'll say that. So <laughs> it's a good ultimate. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think um we talked about the Colossus and the Storm. We talked about their ultimates and now the Ranger. I think from these three that we've spoken of so far, I think the ultimates seem really really strong and really good and satisfying to use definitely the ranger i really liked it quite a bit yeah so that is the ranger i i am i like the ranger i think the ranger is always going to be a really good choice for anyone whether you're kind of undecided i think it's a good choice um in that situation but i think just having a group of rangers you're going to be able to take care of just about anything it seems strong has pretty good utility uh, especially with the the frost grenade and your uh, your bulwark point, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think the ranger can get the job done for sure. So that's it. That's all the javelins, right? Pretty awesome. Colossus, storm, ranger. Whoa. right. What else do you whoa, need? Whoa, whoa, bro, bro. What else do you need? You're forgetting the sauciest of the ja- uh, javelins. 
the interceptor. Oh, the the dancer, the little prancy, uh, the pr- little prancy <laughs> javelin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for as much fun as I made uh, of hunters, the interceptor yeah, yeah. is like way more sassy than a hunter, and and I'm I see Wait. myself uh, diving into the interceptor full on. Go ahead. Wait. You made fun of hunters all the time, bro. Dude. <laughs> Poor Archimedes. <laughs> I would. Uh, I totally. Oh. <laughs> Listen, is it too late to back out of this podcast? <laughs> like, if you're gonna come to a fight, you know, with a bathrobe, like, well, I guess it's probably more of a warlock. I'm just so teasing. it's the the sass class. Yes, but the but is also a ninja. Yes. Pretty awesome ninja too. Man, I can't remember her name, but there's a UFC fighter. She uh she's from Brazil mm-hmm. and some guy tried to uh steal her phone or something like that, and she just beat the crap out of him and like held him down until the police came. So mm-hmm. that's kinda like the uh the interceptor, right? <laughs> Is it? Well, <laughs> super sassy, but is straight up ninja uh, yeah. and will uh, and will bust your nose punch open. Punch you in the face. Yep. Yeah, so tell us, Andy, yes. tell us about the, the Interceptor. All right, so from the game, uh, the Interceptor, created as a scout suit for explorative and diplomatic missions, the Interceptor is the most agile and acrobatic javelin a Lancer can find. Lightning fast, close-range attacks combined with specialized weaponry will thrill Lancers who crave speed on the battlefield. And from the website we have... If, oh, well, hold on. Yeah. I want to interject for a second. Okay. Why would you need a javelin suit to go on a diplomatic, diplomatic mission. mission? Yeah. Unless you think it's going south. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're coming here for diplomatic You just got to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> Sending Rambo to <laughs> do your diplomatic missions. No kidding. But uh, from the site we have, with its lightning... Agility and powerful abilities, the Interceptor is able to turn overwhelming odds into certain victory. The Interceptor makes up for its scant armor as a true terror on the battlefield and an excellent addition to your javelin arsenal. Um, I will say, uh, before we get into all of this stuff, I know that I I was anticipating that the uh, Interceptor was going to be a bit more squishy than than it was. Uh, I felt like uh, for as close as I was in, in, in you know, in combat, uh, you know, because of the melee abilities of the, um, of the Interceptor, I was taking a yeah. pretty good amount of damage, um, almost better than the Ranger, I felt like. Um, so that kind of surprised me. I don't know if that's going to stay. I, I feel like they're probably going to tweak that a little bit. Well, you also mentioned uh, in one of our play sessions that you thought that the Interceptor got more health drops than other javelins. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, there's like health everywhere. It seemed like after every kill, I was getting a, a bunch of health. So um, maybe And maybe you're in perfect position to pick it up, right? right? Yeah. Like as a storm, I've got to fly down, you know, go get it because I killed him from far away. Yeah. But as an Interceptor, you kill him and it's right there. You got to come, come down off your high horse. I know. But what do we got for the Interceptor here, uh, Mr. Flav? All right. Well, this is all about mobility. That is the whole identity of the Interceptor. And it excels at close quarter, single target combat. I can attest to that for sure. Yeah, you were all up in there. That's right. Killing single targets. (laughs) Those cannons, man, for, you know, during the missions... You know, some pretty powerful cannons that, you know, with the Ranger, 
uh, were were much more difficult to take on the ja- the uh, the javelin the uh, interceptor though man just jumped up on that cliff and just in seconds i would say in about 10 or 15 seconds the those same cannons that took us a little bit more time just dead you know the 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 uh the melee abilities of the interceptor were very impressive and also it has acid options which as we talked about before great for reducing armor you know taking a single target making it more vulnerable mm. so all about that single target damage and then the evade ability called the defense move here of the interceptor is a triple jump slash dash and a double barrel roll in flight. That, so that was a ton of fun, man. I kind of talked about that, how the uh, ranger, you know, it's because the ranger had a dodge as well, but it was more of a like a side scoot, you know, for those of you that have played uh, Destiny, similar to like a Twilight Garrison sort of midair dodge. Same with the Warlocks, you know, they have that yeah. similar dodge now. Um, but the interceptor had that barrel roll, man. And it was, the animation was sweet, man. It was very nice. Felt even in the air, it felt more agile than the Ranger. I can't wait for the video that someone is inevitably going to make to where it's got interceptor gameplay and it does a dodge. Yes. And it's just like, do a barrel roll, Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Or or have, uh, you know, danger zone in the background, little, little, uh, top gun throwback. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this this game is meme ready. Yes, no kidding. It's the best part. Yeah. Uh, a cool fact: the faster you move with the interceptor, the faster your shield regenerates. Okay, uh, I didn't know that. Me neither. You know, they want to incentivize speed, so what better way than to regen your shield? That's that's a really cool gameplay mechanic. Maybe I made that up. So if that's wrong, just uh, yeah. at me. But I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's real. <laughs> Well, I'm like 98% somewhat positive. (laughs) That's 60%. Eh, We'll call it Manning Cannon. There you go. There we go. Just go fast. Right. You'll be all right. (laughs) Uh, So the Interceptor's combo bonus, uh, you know, each Javelin has their own. Uh, The Interceptor is an aura with the elemental effect of the triggered combo. So basically... You just get to spread whatever element that is. You get to spread it all around. Mm. Extremely useful, especially with how fast you're going to be moving from target to target. Generally, especially if you're just dealing with like trash mobs. Right. Extremely useful. For sure. For sure. So imagine jumping into like a group of 10 enemies. Um, You're just doing your regular damage, but imagine that you're also spreading fire or frost, acid shock. It's I'm like... I'm jealous of the interceptor because <laughs> yeah. of how useful it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I can just go ahead and play the interceptor as well, mm-hmm. but um, it has an awesome kit. Right. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Just to go over again, if you're spreading fire, that's damage over time. Uh, frost is going to slow or freeze and it's a crowd control ability. Uh, acid again is going to increase damage uh, on, on whatever target. And then shock is an area of effect damage. And so you're just going to be spreading that all around like Christmas. Just, yeah, spreading Merry joy. <laughs> joy to the world in the form of uh, dot <laughs> damage over time. <laughs> yep. All right, so on to the Interceptor abilities and equipment. Starting out with the melee, you have bladed daggers. And this is, you know, 
With the other javelins, it's kind of like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. No, this is the forethought. This is the focus, is the melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a detonator. It does impact damage. And the interceptor uses a pair of double-bladed daggers to deliver a multi-hit flurry of slashes, dealing damage in a chain of powerful attacks that can be continued indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And Andy, as as you attested... It, these things can tear up some single targets. For, those those turrets are no joke. Right, definitely. Now, I will say I was getting prompts on the screen to chain, I guess, my melees. Um, I couldn't get it to, to uh, I couldn't quite get it to proc though, um, and that's mainly because I'm an old man now. Um, so I just you know <laughs> it takes me a little longer to figure stuff out, as Manny can attest. Uh, i.e. What? my uh my f- my fishing the f- the the monster hunter world fishing fiasco of uh 2018 <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that was a good time. but there was a prompt on the screen even that told you hey you know if you press i forget what two button combinations i think it was one of your uh, joysticks and the melee um or that ability that you could chain um you know abilities so uh you know i'm excited to be able to pull one of those off all right so the exosuit technique gear and the interceptor javelin uses a variety of gear to perform devastating techniques on the battlefield first up we have assault systems we've got searching glaive this is a detonator it does impact damage and you throw out a razor sharp projectile that seeks out the nearest target i feel like this is the one that i had well, yeah, it's the starter. Yeah. How how useful was oh, this, dude, Andy? This one was awesome, bro. This thing would like peel off because you know the the balance on the enemies. I feel was a little bit off. You know the trash mobs, not so much. But then you had the one the enemies with the um, with the blue shields, and then you know yeah. that those shields, the elites. Yeah. Oh my god, those shields felt like they were so you know tanky you know what i mean it took a while to get through that and the that this that searching glaive would take most of that shield off of them just with one and they regenerate so fast man that it's like i mean they're not the cooldown on them uh is is in a really nice place where you can you can use them pretty regularly so and you're not going to be missing a lot either because it kind of yeah searches right. them out you just throw them into a crowd yes. and it just you know, it hits. It's they're really nice, very satisfying to use. I was actually afraid of that with the the storm eye shards. I was like, man, you you have to be pretty accurate. There's a heavy amount of aim assist, aim assist with those absolutely. things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it it doesn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like cheating. No, they make it feel like I'm winning, <laughs> right? Somehow. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, we have the venom bomb. Uh, this is a primer, and it does acid damage. And you toss a grenade, which explodes, splashing all nearby enemies with acid. Yes. And so you can just absolutely destroy trash mobs once they're all covered in acid. Heck yeah. Just pop, pop, one shot. They're done. Next up, we have Cryoglave. This is also a primer. It does frost damage. And you launch out a projectile that locks onto a nearby target and freezes it on impact. I feel like this is going to be similar to the the storms freeze ability, whichever one that was. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what I'm imagining. Same thing there. 
I didn't get a chance to play with this, but I would like to see what the cooldown is because Storm's Frost shards, they take, I don't know, probably four or five before it actually freezes, but they have a super short cooldown. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how long that is Hmm. because it instantly freezes. Uh, Yeah, 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 this is the only frost ability that the Interceptor has access to, whereas the the Storm has like four or five if you include the ultimate as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, after that, we have Cluster Mine, and this is Blast Damage. And you throw out a group of mines onto a targeted area, which explode on contact with an enemy. Heck yeah. And then finally, we have Spark Dash. This is a detonator. Of course, it does electric damage. You dash forward, leaving behind a trail of electricity that damages enemies. And the trail can actually prime enemies. Nice. Oh, nice. So both prime and detonate. Yeah, is this is this the only ability that may do both? Wow. Well, that that particular note I put in there before the alpha, so, and I wasn't able to verify if that was true. He's just making all so, kinds of stuff up about the interceptor. There's another isn't it? thing where uh, <laughs> where I'm like ninety something percent, uh, <laughs> somewhat sure uh, works, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But let's uh, just pretend that it does. Okay, I'm excited. So it, it says. It says here that the final boss of Anthem is named Man E.G. <laughs> I've got all kinds of abilities that I just make up on the fly. Yes, that's right. All right, so on to strike systems. Uh, the first one is detonating strike. This is a primer. It does electric damage. You charge an enemy with energy, which explodes after a delay. The explosion deals increased damage if the target is destroyed before the full delay. Next, we have Plasma Star. This is impact damage. Uh, You toss a plasma-empowered shuriken at a single target, and it's effective at long range. And then Wraith Strike. This is also impact damage. You send out a projection of the Interceptor, which will attack enemies it comes in contact with. (laughs) Sounds sweet. Uh, This may be used for damage mitigation, as it may be targetable by enemies. And again, Manny, <laughs> this may not be true. <laughs> oh, Manny, I love it. Yeah, there's so many things I wanted to test and try, but, you know. Yeah. Things happen. Right. You know, demos break. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. That, that would be cool if it worked. We'll see. Yes. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a storm item that did something very similar, but I didn't get a chance to finish it because I... Uh, so, we ran a stronghold right before the servers were going to shut down. And we finished it at 8.57 and servers shut down at 9. And I got so much gear I wanted to try oh, out. No. And I couldn't. Wah, wah. Next weekend. Yes, next weekend. Oh, and we keep our stuff. It, we keep yeah, our oh, stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's true. So we get to carry over VIP demo stuff to the open demo. Yeah. And then <laughs> all of that stuff goes away for the launch. Oh, my gosh. I'm dabbing right now. You can't see me. Well, I guess Flav can see me. I'm not yeah, dabbing. I can I'm see sorry. you too. I'm not dabbing. Your camera's on. <laughs> <laughs> Backed out of that one real quick. Damn it. In his heart. Uh, he's dabbing in his heart. That's right. Uh, next up, we have Tempest Strike. This is a detonator. It does impact damage. And it is a, it is a devastating single target attack that can stun smaller enemies. And then finally, we have Venom Spray. This is a primer. Does acid damage. Sprays out a jet of corrosive acid that damages all enemies hit. 
So looking at these abilities, it seems like the Interceptor has a lot of versatility on builds and how you want to run your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. A good mix of like doing acid damage to prime a bunch of targets mm-hmm. and then yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to spend some time with this. This looks awesome. It seems like definitely the more the most uh, l- layered one of all of them, right? Where where there's so many combinations of items that you could like. That wraith strike looks so interesting, man. That that you could send out basically a decoy. Yeah, pull some aggro, maybe give you a chance to sort of um, uh, you know regroup. regroup. Yeah, it, rather than you know having your buddy call out for a res you know say hey man i'm i'm in trouble in this corner send out your your wraith and and give your your buddy a chance to to back off you know get into a reposition so this sounds like the the class in which in three months when we're running like super high level strongholds or whatnot we're just like oh man we got matched with this interceptor and he was destroying everything yes (laughs) like right this it just seems like they have a high skill ceiling Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, the Interceptor has access to two acid abilities, which everybody else just has one and, and the Storm has zero, mm-hmm. right? And so it has a, a good single target focus, but it's also great for just priming everything, mm-hmm. which is cool, right? So that's why kind of uh, people think of them as the, the debuffer. Yeah. Really strong kit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very excited. And we're not done. Oh, We no. are not done. So but the, wait, uh... there's more. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ever Javelin has support abilities. Uh, for the Interceptor, we have Target Beacon, and this marks a target for increased damage, which will switch to another enemy if the marked target is destroyed. Uh, do we have any idea how long that will last or how many enemies that will chain to? I didn't have I, this, I did not have a support system when I first got the Interceptor, so I didn't uh, get to use either one of these. There's a lot of science we're going to have to do with this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of figuring <laughs> stuff out. Definitely. Yeah. If it works, man, that's what I'm saying. There's so much here. There's so much potential, man. I'm, I'm very excited. I just, I really hope EA doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take a game from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the second support ability is Rally Cry, and this removes status effects from all nearby allies. I see this being very useful in very specific situations. I'm sure we're going to have a stronghold or some elder content to where we have an enemy just spewing status effects all over us. Mm -hmm. And we are absolutely going to have to have an interceptor with this support ability. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the cooldown on all these abilities, too. It seemed like the support abilities have, well, aside from the ultimate, had had the longest cooldown. Uh, I don't know if if you felt the same way with the storms. Yeah, it did. Okay. It definitely did. Uh, and then we have the ultimate, uh, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. I didn't get to use it, but man, I watched it a lot. Yeah. And I was just sitting there clapping. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, man. It, it's definitely those blade. It's a it's a blade dancer, you know? It's a Destiny 1 at the height of the blade dancer uh, meta uh, blade dancer. It's awesome, dude. Wipes everything out. Um, it lasts a really long time. Um, you know, you get like a sort of a fog of war um, aura in your field of view. Um, and then there's the the meter on the sides that kind of runs down towards the middle that tells you, 
you know, that you're running out of your ultimate, but it lasts forever, man. I found that it worked much better on mobs. Um, and, and maybe I just didn't know how to use it, but when I was using it against, uh, stronger, uh, enemies, you know, I was telling you about those, um, what did you call them? Ash Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was using it on one of, there was three of them that spawned, but, um, it did not seem to take health off as fast as I would expect an ultimate ability to do. Um, well, I think the Ash Titan might have a mechanic where it grows immune to damage and you could only affect them with uh, damaging abilities on their arms. Are you making that up? Because you've made no. everything else up. In these <laughs> no, no, no. It might be a certain phase or whatever. And I do know they pro- they uh, uh, project some of their abilities mm-hmm. through their different um, okay. postures or whatever they're doing, their animations okay. rather. So it might have but been But I believe that, that yeah, that... Um, that there's certain phases right. where they don't take damage except like in their arm or something like that. It, you know what though? Either way, it was a gr- it was a great ultimate ability, and it just cleared out uh, a ton of enemies. It lasted forever. I felt like the cooldown on that one even was really fast. I felt like I was getting ultimates with the interceptors much faster than I was with the ranger, and I feel like it's because. The, this, the abilities on that interceptor were so strong, man. I, and like I said, I felt like I was constantly getting health. So when you mentioned uh, that the faster you move, the the faster you regenerate your shields, I felt like maybe that's what it was. You know, I just, it wasn't that it was tankier. It was just, I was doing so much damage to everything around me that it just kept me in the green the whole time. Even though my shield was gone, because my shield was gone a lot of the time. But, um... But it would have needed into my health for for whatever reason. But anyway, I feel like I stole your thunder there at the end, uh, Flav. My thunder! Hey. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, well, just to explain what that super is that you love so much. <laughs> basically, your, your melee blades that you've been using this entire time, they become supercharged and you just take on the world. Yeah. Um, you're not able to fly during this, but you are invulnerable. I feel like that's a pretty good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are invulnerable during every ultimate uh, for every javelin. So, but uh, yeah, they they really absolutely do wipe out trash mobs, no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you need to clear some stuff fast, just pop an ultimate with an interceptor. So any final words about the Ranger or Interceptor before we wrap this up? Can't wait for next weekend. Can't wait to play it. Let's hope that they got they uh, they have all of the issues ironed out. And uh, and it'll be yeah. it'll be fun for everyone. You know, if you didn't get a chance to get into the uh the VIP demo, uh next week is going to be the open demo. I'm sure Manny you'll have, you know, where they can look and all that stuff uh, to download it and whatnot, but um but get in there, give it, get in there, give it a whirl. Uh, be patient. Uh, you know, if it, if it does have issues, if it's anything like this week, just keep trying because I think most people were frustrated with how this weekend went. But I also think a common theme is when those same people were able to get in and actually play the game, it was a great time. So allow yourself the opportunity to experience this game. I think, I think you'll be happy with it. So the first available day is Friday the 1st. And it goes all the way through Sunday the 3rd. Boom. So, yeah, 
you don't you don't have to pre-order anything. All you got to do is go to your your uh, either the Xbox Store, or PlayStation, or uh, Origin, and just download it. That's all you got to do. And he's not making that up. Yeah, I'm not making that up. <laughs> he can make anything up. Thanks for putting the notes together, Manny. Oh, sure, for sure. Thanks everybody for joining us. Really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, The Anthem Show. Follow us on Instagram. We would encourage you to reach out if you have any kind of feedback whatsoever. Send us an email at feedback at The Anthem Show. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. 